about last week. Don't know what happened there. Somehow Tom got control. That will never happen again. Do not worry. I am back. My name is Jay Eggman. This is episode 23 of the Opinion Zone podcast. I'm joined by a actually quite a varied bunch today. Usually we have Fuad, Poxy, Donnie and Tom. Unfortunately, the only one of those that's here today is Tom. Never mind. Um, Hello, Tom. You all right? You, you recovering yeah. from last week? Never let me host the show again. Okay? No, don't worry. Never going to happen again. Um, I'll do any I... part, just never let me host it. <laughs> I'm joined um, by a variety of uh, different people today. Unfortunately, Fuad is unavailable um, due to him collecting things and being Canadian. So I have searched my Canadian database and I found the wonderful Let's Player Amiibo Hoarder, Hoarder. Tana. You know, I'm not even going to deny the hoarding part. I'm really not. It's getting to a point where I, I come back home every week and there's three or four new ones. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, hey, they're here. And my mom's like, where are you getting this money from? And I tell her YouTube. And then she's like, you're, you, you're in university. <laughs> Why aren't you using that for books? And no, it's terrible. But hi, ah, I'm back. Hello. I'm replacing Fuad. <laughs> um, unfortunately, also, we do not have a... Uncle Poxy. But don't worry, because I went through my miserable old Git database. <laughs> <laughs> and I found Pete, also known as Titan's Creed. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. You're probably, like, one of our repeat visitors. This is, like, your third appearance, I think. Or possibly Second. fourth. Because you've done... You've done at least two I've before. done one... I've done at least one other opinion zone in recent memory. You've done one of the recent one, and you've done one back in yeah, a very way back early in the day. episode. Yeah. Way back in the day. So you're like you're like almost a regular in your regularness, and we have a guest from the wonderful world. Actually, not wonderful because they've never said anything nice about me. But from the world of Sonic Retro, <laughs> um, a lovely place which has commented only nice things about videos we've made, um, and one of. The, Probably one of my favourite writers on the website. We have <laughs> David the Lurker. Hello, hello. That's me. I'm David the Lurker. <laughs> I'm an administrator on Sonic Retro. How are you? <laughs> um, if you now we know, wait for their answer. <laughs> if you want to know who wrote the review for Return to the Little Planet 2, here he I is. Um, uh, his, why, I... his Twitter will be in the description. You can send hate that way. Um, now... <laughs> Today we are discussing one of the most treasured franchise, not franchises, but comic series ever. One that has been discussed to death, despite not actually publishing really anything yet. Um, despite apparently movie being in the works and talks, because you know. Um, we're going to discuss the wonderful world of Ken Penders. Oh, no. <laughs> here we go. Oh, it's definitely wonderful. <laughs> it is a wonderful word. Um, he obviously started um, in the world of Archie, um, has moved on, had a slight bit of a hiccup um, with the legal rights of characters. I don't even know where to begin. It's just such an he's such an overwhelming twat. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you could always start back in 1993 when uh, 
what did he do? Right, because his kid was into Sonic. Yes. And uh, oh, now I can't remember who. Uh, uh, whoever was in the editor at the time, I should know this because <laughs> I've thought about it so often, where <laughs> he was basically asked, hey, do you know anything about Sonic? We're working on this comic. We've got no idea what we're doing. And he was just like, oh, well, my kid likes Sonic. And that's basically how he got into the world of Sonic the Hedgehog on the Archie book. You know, he wasn't there from the beginning, but he was, was pretty early. His first published work was in issue nine. And that was the good, the bad, and the hedgehog when he introduced evil Sonic and the concept of uh, alternate zones being parallel universes traversed through the cosmic interstate. Wasn't highway. this when they also introduced Sonic? Oh, that was got? way later, but I mean, uh-huh. it, it's the same concept because he took that idea, and then he made a sequel in issue 17, which involved the Borg hand and Robo Robotnik and introducing all of that. Yeah. And then way later on the idea of Zonic came about but Ken didn't actually create Zonic but it did fit into the mythology that he was creating over time (laughs) he basically uh, was the ultimate fanfic writer you could say that because he you know he started work on other licensed properties you know he would he drew a few issues of star trek and the next generation that was being published at dc he did some work on uh the man from uncle back when that show wasn't on the air and nobody i guess really cared about it at the time but um because i mean nowadays yeah man from uncle was amazing because, uh, I mean, nowadays there are so many licensed comics based on old shows, but at the time, I think it just flew under the radar. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sonic, that was his bread and butter. And he's, he's said a lot about it over the years. <laughs> so, it's, I don't, well, what is he doing? I mean, so, obviously he eventually left and moved on. Do you think when you what, create these things for another... Left. <laughs> well, it's, it's sort of... Like, the reasons he left are kind of fuzzy. Because, like, um, after Carl Baller, Ballers left the book, which I'm not sure if he walked away or if he was fired, but they gave the book back to Ken, the sales did bump up a little bit, but when they decided to go in a different direction because they got a new editor and they brought in Ian Flynn, at first they were like, well, Ken, you can still work on it as like an artist and an inker. And there, I think it's either 168 or 169 where he does ink like a backup story. But he says that what he wanted to do, he wasn't able to do anymore. So he walked away on his own. So when they took creative control away from him, basically, this is what you're saying. Yeah, because he had this whole outline of what he wanted to do, like up to issue 200, although he only revealed up to 175 exactly what he was going to do. But, I mean, when Ian came in and just completely changed everything... uh, What about that? Yeah, because he was supposed to finish uh, Mobius 25 years later in a two-parter, and then Ian ended up writing those issues, but... I guess what Ken wanted to do and what the editor said that he should do, they butted heads because the editor really wanted Shadow to be part of the story. And that's why it suddenly shifts over to this whole King Shadow business, Hmm. which was not part of Ken's uh, original outline. Ken didn't want to put Shadow in it because he felt it didn't add to what, uh, what the story he was trying to tell was. And since he, you know, he had no control over that, 
he just walked away because he used to have a lot of freedom, not just from the people who were were you know the editors and other writers, but even Sega yeah. was just like, oh, we don't care what you do as long as you don't make Sonic cry. Like that was the biggest thing. They didn't want Sonic to cry because it didn't look cool. And that was as much issue as Ken had for the longest time about what he really wanted to do on that book. So, um, just quickly bring does, it up. On... Does... No, you first. Doesn't Sonic cry when he break up with Sally or something? Like I'm uh, pretty sure that there's there's things of Sonic crying in the Archie. Well, in like in the later 130s, I think they like kind of uh, lessened what they could show, but even. Um... Uh, right, Tracy Yardley, I think. Yeah, yeah. When it, when he when he drew those two issues of Mobius twenty five years later, there was a scene where Sonic is crying because he realizes that his marriage never happened and his kids were never born. Originally, like he he drew like really large tears and like, oh, you're really upset. But Sega said, oh, you got to tone that back. So back during the golden age of Ken Pender's tenure, like around issue fifty. There were scenes where Sonic was drawn and he was supposed to look upset or there was supposed to be some form of tears. But Sega said, no, you need to change that. So instead, Sonic just looks tired or bored, but he's supposed to look sad. So over time, they kind of loosened up on it, but not as much as Ken wanted to do. And I mean, at that point, Ken wasn't writing the main story. He was focusing on the future stuff, which is, of course... What ties into the Laris Who Chronicles? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think he had a right to those characters that he? No. <laughs> no. Uh, see, I want to say no, and I kind of want to say no. Yeah. <laughs> In all fairness, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand if he created the characters and such, then technically, by default, he has creative. Right, overset characters, but, but he didn't he's create characters... them independently. He created them under this thing that isn't his. He doesn't, but, and have, it's not like he look. He doesn't have rights to the original characters. I mean, spinning round to what Jay said earlier on uh, about him being a fanfic writer, isn't that what a lot of comic book work realistically is these days? Mm. Is yeah. just all fanfic writing. So, here's something else. I mean. If Ken Penders was still editor and had all the creative control and Ian Flynn didn't come in, wouldn't do you reckon he would have just brought in the Lara suit into the official Archie world, uh, just as a side story and just kept it going that way? Possibly, because of the whole um, Sonic Universe thing that's been going on for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Because um, going, literally since um, Archie's gone on with the Sonic Universe, um, each four episode, well, chapters has kind of just been like a mini-arc, which at first was in different sections and different stories entirely are now starting to converge into one. Like, this happened at this time, and so on and so forth. So the idea of Penders potentially, if he was still creative, had creative control, doing that with the Larosu Chronicles is very likely could have been the case. Yeah, I I mean, he he wrote Mobius 25 years later as a backup strip. Um, It was in 14 issues, um... Starting like what was it, one thirty one to one forty four, I believe. It's been a little while. I did write fifty thousand words on the subject. But <laughs> no, I read them. Oh yeah, uh, that was that was something. But um, yeah, I think because he had introduced the concept a couple years before, and 
he had stated that in his mind, like the story of Sonic and the Robotnik Wars and all of that was done in his head, and he was really more interested in seeing what happened in the future. So, Laura, I, th- I think Mobius, because the original idea of Knuckles 20 years later was just supposed to be a 48-page special and probably not even run the whole 48 pages, but he, he thought about it more and more, and the way that it ended abruptly under his pen, uh, he... I, I think that he would have been fine with that, like being a backup strip for almost eternity. You know, as long as he was able to write, I think he wanted to work on Lara Sue and all of those aspects of the future Mobius that he didn't even touch on because he was too busy world building just the small sphere that he got to. I mean, from the um, 25 years later arc that actually did get released um, from episodes like. 167168 and then the um Sonic Universe of I believe it was 25 years later as well that was like issue 9 to 12 or 11 I think it was I think it was uh, 5 to 8 because it was the follow up to the shadow Sonic, oh yeah I believe yeah um, and that was 30 years later cuz yeah. Sonic has kids woo Indeed. <laughs> it doesn't matter that they died whatever uh, yeah. But the thing is, um, how it was created well, from that point was actually quite interesting, in my opinion. It was like it didn't dwell on it, and it did seem a little out of place at first because I just came into it randomly. But when you look, when I look at it from the um, universe side of things, um, the story itself is a, makes a really good like sub story just of on the offside. But at there, as I say, it's offside should have nothing to do with the main story just it is this is a a sense of a a the, probability the, pro- the, the, yeah, the problem with the, anything that foretells the future in any sort of thing that keeps to its own canon is that eventually if your story goes on that long it has to hit that point hmm. so i mean he's obviously looked either at continuing 25 years later as its own thing continuously so he can continue that thorough story or he was based on the illusion that he would have been in creative control for the entirety of that length to get the story up to that point and push things towards what he wanted there without a a thing of you know if he was going to leave or anything else that that, that's that's the problem with any sort of forward thinking ideal i guess like you see in um it's something which is really big in um uh, what TVs TV series is the worst for it because you see it all the time in that sort of thing like anything that can foretell the future and it, it's a really big I, I don't want to say trope because it's not really a trope but it's just the ideal of forward thinking and then bringing it back so I think it's more of an idea that he just wanted to just put in so many things and I assume that's why they when Flynn came in regardless of what happened regarding the uh, the court ideal is why they brought in the whole reset button in the Genesis arc thing, because it just resets everything, including anything that Penders might have put into action that everybody could just refer to. You mean the reset thing that they've done nearly three times now? <laughs> yeah. Well, so to be fair, that was first... a half reset and then a big reset. Right, because the Genesis arc, that reset didn't really change much of anything. It was just, we had a fun story where it's almost the game universe, but Sally, Antoine, and Rotor are there hanging out. And then when they did the Mega Man thing, I, I think if Ian had his way, there's, there's no 
way that he would have said, oh, we're starting from square one. He would have wanted to continue what he was working on with the, the Mecha Sally stuff and um, Linda and the uh, and the, the Dark Egg Legion and, and whatever was actually supposed to happen with the Echidnas. And Dr. Finifid. Um Dr. Finitas, I think it's called. I can't pronounce it. Oh, yeah. It. You mean Dr. Zachary. Wait, uh... <laughs> yeah. No, literally. Uh, both the original Sonic the Comic in the UK version, I should say, and Archie. I don't know why, but their obsession with having one echidna being white, who's a psychotic madman slash android. I don't know why. I just don't know why. I think it's to do with... Oh, what's the word? Begins with an A. Uh, albino albino is yeah yeah that's the one it's it's to try to it's to make a character so radically different than one you already know that you mm. can just it's it's to, you got to remember that these things are advertised to children and so mm. it's easier for if you see one character that's red and one character that's white it's to go these are really radical characters and they're so different i don't really know how that would work in archie because there are a lot of echidnas in that aren't there all the echidnas oh. actually are pink red or orange so Phoenix is the only white yeah. echidna due to an experiment I... that went horribly wrong slash so it, again it's it's radical differences so you can yeah. really easily point out from a crowd and go like um it's the same with uh, anyone given uh, a name in a TV series or movie. You know that they're radically different. Hmm. You know, it's same same sort of uh, concept. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> to to kind of tie into Doctor Zachary, Doctor Finitivus, like it's 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 kind of interesting just to see the way that like the way that Ken took the idea of Knuckles and how Nigel Kitching took the idea of Knuckles because there's there's a uh, when when Nigel was asked, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I never, I didn't want to bring in a bunch of other echidnas because uh, he thought that that would ruin the story. Like, you have here's Knuckles, he's on his own. We're going to focus on that. Introducing Doctor Zachary can add an element, but if Knuckles were to ever find his people, that would be the end, and anything after that point would be boring. And then you see Ken, who's like, as as soon as he's able to, which is." Um, Issues four through six of the ongoing Knuckles series, he brings back everyone, and then it slowly dissolves into to this weird political wannabe thriller that goes off the rails and becomes incredibly boring before it's cancelled. <laughs> you mean the Knuckles um, storyline? Yeah. Much, it's like you have half the Echidnas, which is uh, that stayed on the land to fight, well, to learn and evolve. And half the colony that actually stayed on the island, which flew into the sky, as quoted from the comics. Well, you see, because Ken's idea of how the the echidna civilization civilization works doesn't even make sense to me, because they're supposed to be the quote unquote good guys that are against technology, and then you have the half the... that use technology. <laughs> Right, they all use technology. I mean, they're spying on everyone. And even, like, the citizens have flying cars and all these other things. There's no real difference between the two ideologies except, well, they have implants and these guys don't. But these guys say they hate technology completely. And that, just that idea also plays into what he's revealed about the Lara Sue Chronicles. And even the way it's presented there doesn't make any sense because, well... Spoiler alert, there's a, a script uh, segment that he released where Julie Sue, 
goes to the Brotherhood of Guardians, and he's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, um, we use technology to save the cities that didn't explode when Mobius exploded because it begins with the planet exploding. Why not? And uh, there's this one echidna who's like, but why would we do that? We hate technology. And it's like, oh, but there's no reason for you to be mad at the fact that you use technology because she also wants to start space expeditions to find a hospitable planet. And he says, no, we can't do that. It doesn't make sense because technology was what was used to save them was used in their civilization anyway. And for him to go, no, I'd rather just die in the vacuum of space (laughs) makes no sense. (laughs) And that's just, and, and while meanwhile, Laura Sue is running around with her friends having a foot race because she wants to be guardian and her friends say, yeah, you shouldn't be guardian. And they're having a fight and they're having this weird, awkward teenage fight. Meanwhile, they should be going through severe post-traumatic stress disorder because their entire planet just exploded and almost <laughs> everyone they know is dead. But, you know, whatever. Foot but race. That's, Yay. That's, ah. Um. <laughs> wow. <Ken Benders. laughs> He's awesome. Yay, him. I'm still pissed off about the whole Knuckles thing. Don't worry about it. If you if more um, people so, have bought it, then maybe... Can I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I actually touch on something that um, of Dave said? Uh, yes. Is he... In this actual script, is he still using names like Mobius and that and that sort of thing? Has he actually got that in the script? Even though he's changed the names of nearly everybody else. Well, I mean, the only people's... The only name changes are um, Knuckles, who's because um, he's the what the Praetorian or however you yeah. want to pronounce it, and but he has an actual name that I forget offhand. That's not Knuckles, but Knuckles. It's clearly Knuckles. Yeah, it's <laughs> and Knuckles. then Knuckles, Knuckles. yeah, Knuckles. I don't know, <laughs> and um, yeah, and then whoever is going to be the analog to Sonic and Sally are assumingly going to have different names, and then he teased that the son of Dr. Robotnik is going to be involved in some regard, which is weird to begin with because Robotnik was Robo Robotnik was supposed to be the centerpiece of his entire saga that was supposed to connect to the Lost Ones, his image series that was cancelled after a single issue and uh, was featured in the weird Sonic image crossover Hmm. that was in the Sonic Super Special, so he had all these ideas and was all supposed to tie in together um, but yeah, he's still using Mobius and he's still using the floating island because he says they're not actually like connected to Sega Sonic, so the rights are apparently a bit fuzzier, so he doesn't have to worry about that. Oh uh, God! I'd, I'd say <laughs> oh, that only God. really. Wo- I'd say that only really works in the name of Mobius because those are that name is really only connected to the comic world. But the floating island has been referenced in canonical games. So, yeah, but his production company is called Floating Island Productions. Uh, like, if you ever watch think... the last ones, it's right there. <laughs> I don't think the idea or name of Floating Island are copyrighted. I think if he tried, he would try and get it, but it's such a used concept already. Mm. It's kind of free source. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess that's true. I can, I can see the point coming there. Right now, if we tried to use Angel Island, I think that would cause problems. That'd be but... a little tougher. That'd be a little yeah. tougher. Yeah. yeah. What is oh, yeah. Pender's plans with this <laughs> absolute shambles of a 
What is it? What is he doing? It was more or less doing what I did with the podcast last week. <laughs> it was an, was, it's an absolute there... car crash. I, I vaguely remember, and I might need to be corrected on this, because obviously there's the the biggest thing that's come out of this is the attack on the the art. I, I call it art style. And obviously, I'm going to use inverted commas, and I'm sure Jamie can do some wizardly technology to make that appear on the video. But um, look at your screens now for this picture yeah. I've just shown everyone else in the chat. Exactly. Um, but I, I vaguely recall there being something where he was legitimately tracing the art as well, uh, rather than doing just um, uh, like really bad blur and fade on the um. Using. Yeah, it's on one preview page. There's actually a redrawn picture of Knuckles with his original hat. And he didn't even draw that one originally, but I think he said he inked it. And he's saying, because I inked that picture, (laughs) I'm allowed to use it. When it was literally just a mirrored picture of Knuckles on a a video screen in the background. It's... (laughs) um, the whole saga just sounds like it's something are... out of a, a sitcom. Like, oh, that's Ken Penders. There's one thing I like that he's done. Um, the page that I showed uh, the audience and um, everyone else of, it's the background. And it's just little details like how it looks like it's just a JPEG of space that's been tilted at an angle and the top right-hand corner is just crops. And then it's just the picture just stops, and then it's nothing. Like, no offense, but he also looks a bit cross-eyed now. <laughs> so it's like, what? What? <laughs> What's going on? No one's gonna, no one's gonna follow this series, really. I'm, I, I'm Unless... sure he's got some hardcore followers. They're like, oh, Penders, you are god to us. It wouldn't. Well, okay, well, me. I want you to remember for a while. I was doing videos where I would review Archie comics. I've stopped. The reason for that is every time I would bring up, you know, I I would say, oh, yeah, I love the art style. There are so many people who get on my butt saying, like, that's not Ken Pender's amazing art style. Or, man, I like these characters. That's not Ken, Ken Pender's amazing characters. Like, they were rabid for him. And I'm just like, Jesus, guys, can't I be like, I'm not even putting him down in the video. I'm just saying like, you know, I'm just saying I like this, this new post Ken Pender stuff. And they're like, well, it's not as good as the old stuff. You're not right. No, no. That's it. That's how they they all sound. Every single one. Do you know, I I am waiting for him to to hand out the Kool-Aid as it was. Well, he was. <laughs> Ken Penders was the driving force behind the series for like twelve years. Like his first story was published in '94, and he worked up until 2006. And I mean, he wasn't always the main writer of the Sonic book, but he always like there were backup strips when after Endgame, where where he was like writing stories about Princess Sally and the Wolf Pack, and then he was focusing on the Knuckles book. And then when the Knuckles book was canceled, they kept him on, and he was writing the Knuckles stuff in, in, as the backup strips to the Sonic thing. Hmm. So I mean, anyone who was reading the book, I mean, there, there were bound to be people who were picking up and said, "I love the way this is written." So it would make sense that 
you know, people would want to know where he was going with the story, but I just feel that see, mm-hmm. since Ken is so, he was so inspired by the works of Jack Kirby and Stanley, like it with the Fantastic Four, he wanted to recreate that in the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. but Sonic is not a superhero. He <clears throat> at is best is a hero. Yeah, but but he, you know, he can be part, kind of a dick, like especially in Fleetway. He's he's not the most pleasant person around, and um, in the games, you know, sometimes he's got a bit of an attitude. He's, he gets annoyed at the player if you don't use the controller after a few seconds. So he's not a superhero, but he but Ken wanted to create that expansive world of like the Fantastic Four and Spider Man and just the Marvel universe in general from the '60s, where they were throwing in new concepts all the time. And Ken wanted to recreate that. He wanted to emulate his heroes, but Sonic was not the best platform for all of his ideas. And the problem is that all of his other creative uh, outlets, all his other ideas, like the Lost Ones, just never picked up steam. He was successful because of Sonic. And so it makes sense that he would try to go after the characters he created. But while I I always thought that, you know, for reprints, like with the archives and and other things, that he should be getting royalties, Hmm. uh, you know, things like that, the the idea that he wanted all of his characters back to continue his story when it was so closely tied to Sonic and Knuckles, like without those core components, everything else falls apart. So it never made sense to me that he would want everything back but it made more sense to me if he just wanted to pursue legal action to get paid royalties for everything that was being reprinted because Archie was just making free money from all of the the Sonic archives because they're up to what volume 25 now or something Some most of that, of that yeah. most of that is filled with work that Ken did be it the main story the backup story I mean people still go on like you know end games can be decisive but you know there's just a whole bunch of things that he worked on that you could consider, you know, at the very least entertaining. Some of it was good back in the day. He just went off the rails because I think Ken needs a really strong editor. Mm -hmm. That's why the work from, say, the, like, early 30s to Endgame is so strong because, one, he had a time limit, and two, he had an editor that was like, working with him like what what can we do how can we build up to a grand finale for a comic book we think is going to be done by 50 if we're lucky but after that when it just became free reign that's when he started exploring and going off in all of these different ideas and tangents given free reign that i think it just it just started to fall apart not instantly but when you get to the story arc where oh you know um there, when you get to the, there's a story arc where there's politics, and it's oh, who who are we going to elect as the next leader of Echidnapolis? And there's like some Manchurian candidate stuff happening, and it's the one with that quote that he um, repurposed about oh, oh the, you know oh the really really inappropriate one right like that I think that's the point when the Knuckles book just completely fell apart. There were still it wasn't great. But there were some like good ideas going yeah. on because it didn't always focus on everyone. Like the, the, the previous story focused on Knuckles and the Chaotix because he was on the search for Sally's lost mother thing. But <laughs> yeah, it just it just he he wanted to just create something uh, ex- expansive. He wanted this epic saga that was Sonic 
mostly knuckles connected to the lost ones and it, yeah it it, it it's it just basically broke away from out. sonic right yeah that's just now it's crazy i don't <laughs> one thing i don't get now i am not hugely into comics i here and there i am i don't understand the the making behind them the the processes and stuff what's take how, when is this thing gonna begin <laughs> like it feels like Pendus has been working on this for a long time without little pro it doesn't seem like enough progress for the time it's taken is that just a, my hugely uneducated to, my, to the best of my knowledge he keeps on having ups and downs with uh Everybody he's in quotation marks working with, like the people who are running the forums where all the information is going, and uh, like everybody he's had working with him, he's like some of them have just quit working with him and he's trying to replace them and everything else. I mean, this is to the best of my knowledge. I mean, the last time I really looked anything into this was a good couple of months ago, and um, as I mentioned earlier, it's the whole thing about. Uh, the tracing thing came up, and uh, oh my god, the ideas of nightmares that Jamie's linking on Skype. Um, <laughs> Lean does one sexy echidna. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> but he keep, to the best of my uh, knowledge, that he just keeps on having problems with everybody he's working with. Like, is it not the other way around? Everyone's just got a problem working with him. Probably. Well, no, because the, the, the people that are setting up the forum and his moderators are the people that like his stuff and they're the ones that are falling out with what's going on like which isn't a good thing for him it's just really weird it's just really strange that this whole thing's still happening to me it seems like he doesn't he wants these characters because it's the i feel like maybe there's a bit of him that if he didn't have any of it if he started completely from scratch i don't think he'd have a fan base that interested in actually buying or investing money and so I feel that's why he fought so hard for the characters he did make, because I think it's his only tie to relevance. Um, and now he's got these characters, I don't think he really knows what he's doing with them. But, a... Oh, go on, I'm sorry. I was going to say, from the really, when it comes down to it, it's more or less saying that he's fought for these characters, got all these rights, and now he's basically saying... These are mine. I'm going to do anything I want with them. And just doing any old thing, just for the sake of saying, these are mine now. You can't have them. They're mine. It seems to be a very clear vision to me. Um, He has all these grand ideas. Like, he's already exploring translations and stuff, uh, which I think is just bizarre that you're already thinking about the other regions and countries you can sell this product to when you haven't even really got a firm foot in making a product in the country you want to start in. Um, He has all these grand ideas, but he doesn't seem to know what... It's like just sitting there going, oh, I'd like to make a movie, and I'm gonna... It's gonna be all around the world. But when it actually comes to, like, right, story arcs, what's going on, what are you doing, why are you doing this dodgy photoshopping JPEGs of space in the background and tracing characters, like... There doesn't seem to be any plan. He just seems to be farting along. It's just... Well, I found a a forum post on his forum from um, February of this year uh, where he apologizes for being AWOL. And I've been reading it. And apparently, 
I'm actually, I don't know how to say this, but like he has been caring for two senior citizens, one of which is a filmmaker for his movie who is in his mid-70s. I mean, that could be the lost ones. That could be even the, um, oh, why can't I think of it? It is the lost ones. It's the lost ones and the Republic. That's Ah, the the other other one. one. And he says that he's having trouble with, because they're getting older, (laughs) these two older seniors he's taking care of. And then he goes into, okay, here's some shots from the localization. And uh, I I only speak minimal French, but I can tell you most of the French is wrong in that. Um, Yeah, it's – he says, I'm especially aware I can seem abrupt and sharp-edged, but it's not from ego or or a lack of feeling. Uh, He just needs more time to finish it. (laughs) I was going to say – um, oh, no, I can't clear my mind just a little regarding saying that Tanner sent. Oh, I would, no, I was just going to say, like um, like I said before, I feel like he just needs a really good editor, and he needs to really just solidify what he wants to do, because he, cause he said that he wants it to be like a, a seven-book series, and they're supposed to be graphic novels or whatever that's going to translate to the app, and... Um, like some of the things, like like the fact that he traced Anthony Mackie's face, it it, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me as much as it does other people because, in like professional comic book world, like DC and Marvel, people have been tracing things, and sometimes they get yelled at, and sometimes they don't. Um, but it, it's not like a crazy thing that only Ken Penders has done there. But, mm-hmm. um, but just like the way that he's constructing the plot and everything else that he's revealed so far, it doesn't instill much confidence in me. And I would just, I would love to just be able to read everything that he's written so far and like just make notes and say, hey, hey, why don't you uh, do this so it's not as terrible as it's going to be. And <laughs> do you know what it reminds me of? It it reminds me of when you're when a kid has an idea and it gets too too big for him you know he's like oh i want this and this and this and it's gonna have this and this and this and it's like okay it's good to have goals but (laughs) focus on what you can do right now you know like focus on do it one step at a time you know don't talk about the movie or the app or anything until you work on the main starting point and yeah that's where an editor would come in just someone to say yo we need to start you know, we need to roll back a bit. You know, let's let's look at where we are and work on that. You know, let's not plan that far ahead just yet. Because um, as far as I know, like I was just reading the article here that he posted. He is working with someone, but he doesn't state the relationship of the person he is working with. Someone Bernie. named Bernie. No idea who this Bernie is, but uh, Bernie's his yeah. wife. Bernie's his wife. Yeah. Okay. Did not know. Did not know that is. I've never heard the name Bernie for a female. Uh, well, it's it's Bernadette. Bernie's short. Oh, there and, you go. There you go. Okay, that. Yeah, makes and sense. and also Sonic's mom was named after her in the book. <gasps> yeah, that's why. A little piece of trivia there. That's the, yeah. Right. So to sum up, who here is going to buy 
the inevitable release of no. book one. No. If it comes <laughs> to Canada, I might. Now, mostly because A, I am absolutely terrible with money, uh, as you can tell by my Amiibo collection, and B, I have a bile fascination for things, you know. I like to buy stuff that I won't, you know, I think might be garbage just to then show to people. Also, I might do a video for the Sonic show with it, maybe in the future, but I might. But it depends on if it gets brought up here because I'm not going to order it from I don't know where he's even going to release it. Well, I think I'm obligated to because I did write a 16-part series on movies 25 years later. And I got to write about the sequel, right, on the front page of Sonic Retro, sonicretro.org. Visit it today. Register. Maybe you'll bake it in. (laughs) Um, I mean, the the, the sad thing is its release might come before the next Sonic games release. (laughs) It's sad to say. I doubt But it's true. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it'll come out when uh, Duke Nukem 5 finally rolls off. Duke Nukem Forever 2. When Sonic Adventure 3 comes out. <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa. That, that, that implies never. Sonic, Sonic Adventure 3 came out in 2006. Okay, we're not having this. We're not doing this. We're not <laughs> doing this out here. Again in 2008. <sighs> so, in summary, Ken Penders. LOL. We <laughs> go for a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to defeat Donnie. Yep, that's definitely what we're going to do. We will have to solve a problem about him not being here. But after the break, when we try and sell you something you don't want, you are then going to listen to a guest from last week on Tom, your episode. You had Mm -hmm. a guest. We actually had a guest on your episode and we invited them back because you thought, you know what? Poor Jennifer last week, she... She won the the Defeat Donnie, though, to be fair. It was a quiz hosted by Tom, minus sound effects, minus music, minus charisma and charm. So, <laughs> it was calamity. I did. I did warn you. It was an episode of calamity. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. But so I said, come back this week. We will do it properly. Unfortunately for her, I've not told her Donnie's not here. But don't worry. We'll see you after this quick break, and we'll play defeat Donnie. Who will win? We will never know. It's not biased at all. See you guys after this break. Hey guys, this is Jay. Just a quick little interruption to your show as I want to give you a wonderful offer. Do you like books? Of course you do. If you don't like reading, what's wrong with you? However, you might be a bit like me. You enjoy books, but do you have time to sit down and read a book? No. But luckily, audiobooks exist. And if you're like me who listen to podcasts and stuff, an audiobook is a great way of still enjoying books without having to worry about reading. And if you're a bit like me, I know a lot of people do have to struggle with reading and stuff, so this is a perfect way to still get that content. Audible are a fantastic service. They have thousands upon thousands of books of all different varieties, fiction, non-fiction, etc. And they are offering you guys a month's free trial, which includes one free book. How can you decline that, really? Now, there are a variety of good books on there, one that I'm quite interested in at the moment is called All Your Base Are Belong to Us How 50 Years of Video Games Conquered Pop Culture. 
It's a really in-depth look at the history of video games via interviews with the gaming's greatest innovations, both its icons and those unfairly forgotten by history. Oil Base I Belong to Us sets out to answer many questions, exposing the creativity, odd theories and passion behind the 21st century's fastest growing medium. They look at the history and behind the scenes of games like Grand Theft Auto, World of Warcraft, Crash Bandicoot, Donkey Kong, The Sims, many, many more. Um, it's a really good listen. If you want to download that book or any other book from their vast library, what you guys should do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash poxy. That's P-O-X-X-Y. So yeah, if you want to get your free audiobook with your free month trial, then go to audibletrial.com forward slash poxy. Let's get back on with the show. Sorry about that. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. It is the Opinion Zone, episode 23. Now we've got all that Pender's bollocks out of the way, we can move on to the wonderful world of defeating Donny. Now, we, for those of you who don't know, um, basically, defeat Donny is a little quiz we like to do. Donny is all over the internet. He is infested everywhere like a tumour, a very polite tumour, but still, everywhere. Doesn't need to be everywhere, really. And... We question his integrity and need to be there. We feel that, as much as we love Donnie, maybe he's not the most qualified person to be infected all over the Sonic community. So every week, a member of our audience challenges him to see who actually is the genuine Sonic fan and therefore should be the role of Donnie. Now, Donnie. What's up, (laughs) Donnie? (laughs) You right, Donnie? Yeah. Okay, Oof. you sound really masculine. Canadian. It's okay. Just had some burgers because you know I'm American. Okay. <laughs> um. Wow, Donnie, you you sound like a stereotype today. <laughs> I mean, is it really different from any other day? Okay. Um. So what we're going to do, Donnie, is we are going to go to your newsroom. Are you ready to go to your newsroom? To- Donnie? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Okay, here we go. This is really strange. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you kind of the meaning of what's strange. Bam, bam, bam. I love that bit. Um, right. <laughs> we are in the newsroom. Look how gloriously well lit it is. And look, I've invested due to the amazing wealth we make from this podcast from all those audible adverts we now have an audience kind of nervous gonna be honest (laughs) um so first i must introduce everyone we have in the studio firstly myself is jay eggman hello we have wonderful donny hello donny hey what's up donny we have um far in the distance my glamorous assistant Petricia. Hey. <laughs> um in the audience, as always, we have Tom. Hey. And <laughs> by my side, special guest David the Lurker. <laughs> hi. I mean, and hi. of course, with every quiz, as always, we have someone to challenge the Donny, the magic of Donny. Um, we have the wonderful Jennifer from last week. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. 
<laughs> now, Jennifer, last week you played defeat Donny, and while you were defeating an actual Donny, unfortunately it was a show hosted by Tom, which therefore <laughs> makes it void. Hey! <laughs> so, this means you're on a proper show th- today, which means you get to defeat Donny legitimately, and by that I mean Donny the understudy. Say hello, Donny, to your competitor, Jennifer. What's up? This is the other Donny. <laughs> no, no, you're the only Donny. That's right. That's what I meant. Yeah, Will the real Donny please stand up? We can't. It's audio. Um, so, Jennifer, I'm not going to go too deep into the rules. So you remember how it goes. If you get a question right, you will hear a wonderful noise that sounds like this. If you hear... What? If you get a question wrong, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, You will hear this noise. (laughs) Okay? So, we will go through three rounds to determine who is the ultimate Sonic fan. Um, Hopefully, Petricia is genuinely keeping score in the background. Yes, Petricia? Yes, boss. Fantastic. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, what we do is we flip a coin. Um, Jennifer, if you call, well, you call the coin. If you get what you called, you get to go first. If you don't, then it goes to Donny. Do you understand? I think I do. I mean, I don't know. Could you explain it again, please? No, we're on a <laughs> very rushed time. Heads or tails? And three, two, one. Call it. Three, tails. two. Do tails then? Better be tails. Tails never fails. <laughs> and it is Tails! Yay! Right. Can, can I ask one quick question? No, um, go on. <laughs> oh, has anyone ever called Heads? <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I mean, this is I'm... the Sonic show. Right, I'm, I'm just wondering. Like, if um, someone just wants to be that dick. and uh... I think I think once, and it was Tails, so they learned, <laughs> <laughs> they learned their lesson. Um, right. Okay. It's Tails, which means you get the first question. Alright, are you ready, Jennifer? Yep. Cool. Here is your question. Sonic Adventure made its way to the Dreamcast in the UK finally in 1999. As was the case for most European releases, the back of the case had text in four different languages to save on printing costs for regional releases what four languages were they? Okay, I'm just going to guess here. I'm just going to guess random languages here. So, uh, English, French, Spanish, and Italian? Let's see if that is correct. Uh, uh, sorry, it was English, uh, French, Spanish, and German. I was thinking German! <laughs> oh gosh. Right. Donnie. Yes. <laughs> your, your question. To celebrate. I'm tw- ready. Good. And slightly delayed. To celebrate 20 years of Sonic, Jazzwares released a series of figures that represented each era of Sonic. Each character came with a small enemy figure to battle with. The year 2000 figure 
was represented with shadow, but what enemy figure was also in the box? Uh, I'd like to say it's a, a gun beetle. Let's see if that's correct. That there we correct. go. That's how we do it. <laughs> what, in America? <laughs> right. That's the end of round one, which means it's time to go to the glamorous, and I must say, very attractive, Petricia. Petricia, what are the scores so far? Well, Jamie, the, the lovely Jennifer hasn't managed to score anything just yet, but the magnificent Donnie, for freedom in America, has <laughs> scored one point. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. Which means we move on into the second round, which is name that format. What I'm going to do is I'm going to list each of you a video game, and you have to tell me every format, console or otherwise, that that game was released on. Should be fun. All right. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, Jennifer, you go first. Okay. Jennifer, tell me, what platforms was the following game released on? Sonic Lost World. Uh, Wii U and 3DS. Let's see if that is correct. Unfortunately, it has just been announced that it's coming out on PC as well. Uh, I'm not sure if that was going to count. <laughs> so, never mind. It still could win. It's not looking good, but you could still win. It's fine. Mm. Right. Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you still eating your burgers or. Huh? Are you still eating your no. burgers or. I'm petting my bald eagle. Okay. <laughs> Right. I hope that's not a euphemism. Right, Donnie. <laughs> Donnie. Here's your one. Yeah. Tell me what platforms this game was released on. Right. Sonic and All Stars Racing transformed. All right, here we go. Uh, just going to write it down first. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we got Xbox 360, PS3, Wii U, PS Vita, uh, PC, uh, 3DS, and hmm, I'm going to say Arcade. Is that and your final it. answer? That is my final answer. <laughs> Good. Shall we see if you're correct? That's the bit where you say yes. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Awesome. Good work. Let's see if you are correct. <gasps> you missed out iOS and Android. Oh. Those aren't even real gaming consoles. Those are cell phones. 
Cell phones is cell still phones. a platform. I didn't ask what consoles. I said which if platforms. You a gamer, if you play on a cell phone, listen here, American. <laughs> <laughs> Don't argue back. Donnie never argues back. Go right <laughs> wave a flag or something. Right. <laughs> Jennifer. Hope that's not another euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer. Yeah. Here is yours. What platforms did this game come out on? Sonic 3D Blast. Um... Would this be kind if the game was in a compilation game? No re-releases, just original releases for this one. Okay. Um, Sega Genesis and Sega Saturn? Is that your final answer? Yes. Okay. Let's see if you are correct. Um, it was also on PC. Mm. Never mind, Donnie. Yeah. What are you doing now? Chilling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you got really you know American pride, and now you're just chilling. Cool. Good for you. Right, Donnie. What game? Yeah. <laughs> what game? Now, what platforms was this game released on? Let's right. have a look. Sonic Unleashed. Oh jeez. Oh oh jeez. Uh we got Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii, a PS2. That's it. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You sure? Cool. Yeah. Let's see if that is correct. While my sound app crashes. Can I just go <laughs> because oh, that was incorrect one. unfortunately. <laughs> Once again, you missed out the mobile version. What? Cell phones are not real! <laughs> I was unaware of the version of that friendly. It was very well known, but it did exist, and it's not that great. But it's there. So. Oh, it's there. <laughs> it exists. And I'm not being funny, Donnie. As a writer for TSSZ News, you should know these things. Research. <laughs> right. That is the end of round two, which means we go to the glamorous and rather sexy Patricia and find out what the scores are. Patricia, what are the scores? Well, Jamie, unfortunately, none of our contestants scored a point that round, so the, sto- the score remains at 1-0 to Donnie. Wow. I don't think anyone... W- oh, that was a short clap. No one was prepared for that. Right. I'm feeling up my life. Now, we come Here to the... Time, l- <laughs> we come to the last round. Now... In this round, I do. I've done a few different things that people, are, you know, enjoy. People enjoy the rounds where I describe something and you guess it. People have enjoyed rounds where I make Donnie spell something. <laughs> and 
people have enjoyed rounds where I do things backwards. So why not do all three in the same I question? Knew you were say that. Oh god. So for this, what I'm going to do is describe to both of you a Sonic character. Okay? Right. What you have to do is not tell me the name of that character, but spell the name of the character backwards. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Michael Hacks. <laughs> this will be interesting. You will be time, so if we feel you are writing it down, we will be disqualified. I'm putting away my pen and paper. Okay. <laughs> so no, um, if you um and ah for too long, it will go straight to. Okay. Right. So all in the head. All right. Okay. Okay. Jennifer, it's you first. Okay. Please tell me which character I'm describing by spelling them backwards. Amazing. <laughs> this is high quality entertainment. Right. <laughs> Can you say I was being fed? <laughs> Here you go, Jennifer. Here's your first character. Black and red, this hedgehog skates his way through emo adventures. Okay. W O D A H S. That's correct! Yay! Yes! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> right. Donnie. Yeah. Here's yours. Right. I don't you don't have to give the full name, just the main name everyone knows the character for, okay? Okay. Okay. This evil mastermind has a high IQ, yet despite that impressive moustache, has yet to win against Sonic. Uh, is it N-A-M-G-G-E space period R-D? Let's see if you are correct. Unfortunately, no, the correct answer was Dr. Robotnik. Never mind. Right. <laughs> Sick burn. Yeah, I was going to go with that answer, but of course I thought it'd be the other way around where you wouldn't accept that one. Right. Wow, Donnie answering back. Um, Jennifer, your question. You ready, Jennifer? Yep. Cool. She lived in a period of war where she opposed her father's warmongering ways. During this time, she befriended the, befriended the local Chow and their guardian chaos. L-A-K-I-T Let's see if you're correct. That is correct. Well done. Right. You ready, Donnie? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Cool. Created by an evil doctor, this robot has the will to disobey his master and follow his own path. Okay. It's, uh... A-M-M-A-G? Let's have a look and see if you're correct. Unfortunately, the God correct answer it. was Omega. <laughs> Never mind. Right. <laughs> Jennifer. 
Jennifer? Yes. There we go. Here's your last one. What name am I describing? Spelled backwards, obviously. First scene Sonic Adventure 2. This annoying robot helper just loves to give you advice all the time. Uh, okay. O A H C O M O. Let's see if you're correct. That's correct. It was indeed Omo Chow. Right. I could have started another way, but I thought that would be a bit offensive, so I left it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Donnie. Oh. Your last one. Here we go. Okay. Part of a special trio, this bird uses their gear to outrun the competition. Alright, it's uh, T-E-J. Let's see if that's correct. Sorry, it <laughs> was Wave. It was Wave, <laughs> I do apologise. I thought because I said this bird, which can also be English slang for a woman, it was a really obvious clue. I don't know how you didn't pick up on that. Never mind. <laughs> See how it is. Right. Donnie, you're slightly turning. <laughs> <laughs> Into bad impressions of Family Guy characters. Right. <laughs> Let's go to the final scores. Patricia, can you tell me not only who, what the scores are, but who our winner is. Sure thing, Jamie. Well, the scores are, Donnie didn't score any points at all there, so he's still on one, whereas our guest Jennifer managed to score a massive three points that round. So the score is 3-1 to Jennifer, making her the winner today. Yay! (laughs) Well done, Jennifer. Are you happy? Yes, I'm very happy. Donny, how do you feel? Uh, could have been worse. <laughs> I, right. I can hear him gnawing on a turkey right now. <laughs> while the American flag is flapping behind him. Bless. I think he's just nomming on the flag. And... <laughs> <laughs> right. Jennifer. You have been an awesome guest. Thank you ever so much. Congratulations on winning. Um, that is now a second week you get to be Donny. Um, yeah. That is a privilege no one else has had. So make sure you don't abuse it. Your powers now. <laughs> then again, I'll try I don't And it's been awesome. If you guys listening at home want to defeat Donny, which let's face it, time tells us it's not hard to do. Then you need to go to the sonicshow.org forward slash the opinion zone and click on defeat Donny. And who knows, you could get the chance to defeat this very American man. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. That's that is definitely hundred percent you, Donny. Um right. After this quick break, we are gonna jump into the Uncle Poxy helpline, see what questions we can answer today. But again, thank you all. Thank you ever so much, Jennifer. And we will see you guys after this break. Donnie, don't cry. I won't. It's not American. (laughs) Hey guys, this is Jay. Just a quick little interruption to your show as I want to give you a wonderful offer. Do you like books? Of course you do. If you don't like reading, what's wrong with you? 
However, you might be a bit like me. You enjoy books, but do you have time to sit down and read a book? No. But, luckily, audiobooks exist, and if you're like me who listen to podcasts and stuff, an audiobook is a great way of still enjoying books without having to worry about reading. And if you're a bit like me, I know a lot of people do have to struggle with reading and stuff, so this is a perfect way to still get that content. Audible are a fantastic service. They have thousands upon thousands of books of all different varieties, fiction, non-fiction, etc. And they are offering you guys a month's free trial, which includes one free book. How can you decline that, really? Now, there are a variety of good books on there. One that I'm quite interested in at the moment is called All Your Base Are Belong to Us, How 50 Years of Video Games Conquered Pop Culture. It's a really in-depth look at the history of video games via interviews of the gaming's greatest innovations, both its icons and those unfairly forgotten by history. All Your Base Are Belong to Us sets out to answer many questions, exposing the creativity, odd theories and passion behind the 21st century's fastest growing medium. They look at the history and behind the scenes of games like Grand Theft Auto, World of Warcraft, Crash Bandicoot, Donkey Kong, The Sims, many, many more. Um, it's a really good listen. If you want to download that book or any other book from their vast library, what you guys should do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash poxy. That's P-O-X-X-Y. So yeah, if you want to get your free audiobook with your free month trial, then go to audibletrial.com forward slash poxy. Let's get back on with the show. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hello, welcome back everyone to the Opinion Zone. I'm just unplugging cables everywhere around me. It's complete chaos. Um, unfortunately, Donnie had to go. He choked on his American flag. But he will be back next week. Um, this is the point of the show where we ring the Uncle Poxy helpline and we go for a variety of the questions you have emailed in to me and I get to read him. Don't forget... Um, if you listened to two episodes ago, we had set up a phone line. You can actually ring and leave us a message. That phone line was revoked. So don't ring wow. that number anymore. Wow. Do I want to ask why? Nope, you don't. Not maybe when the show's finished recording. Um, so uh, let's ring. Now, unfortunately, because I've unplugged all my cables, I am in a bit of a pickle as I've lost my telephone. But... Don't worry, because I have a backup. I have my rotary phone. So, bear with me one second. I'll just go get my rotary phone. Found it. Let's pick up the handset and dial the numbers. Such fun. This, this takes a long time. I found out the hard way. How do I say that? You gave me the wrong number last week. The number you have dialed has not been recognised. Please hang up and try again. The number you have dialed has not been recognised. Please hang up and try again. Oh, tits. Well, it would appear the Uncle Poxy helpline has been closed down, so that's quite concerning. <laughs> But I don't told worry. You that last week, but no one was around. Because I stalk him. I'm inside his office anyway, which is perfectly natural and not at all weird in any sort of way. <laughs> so I'm here right now. Yay! Yay! Um, Donnie seems. Um, no. 
Poxy seems to have closed everything, and um, there seems to be nothing here, and um, it's all darkly lit, but I do see a person in the corner, um, hovering under an office table, um, he looks like the guy I spoke to a few weeks, a months ago actually, hello, is that, is this, hi, oh god, you're terrifying, um, <laughs> you know, you know this place is, I think no one takes, when did you last work? There's no phones or anything here. Uh, it's been uh, boarded up for a little while, but there was a phone still going off a couple of weeks ago. Did did no one check to see if you were here before they boarded it up? No, I still had a small supply of food down in the basement and my little barbecue. Oh, thank goodness, because I was going to feel bad because I had no plans on giving you any of my food. Um, uh. Well, since you're here and... I've managed to get in this boarded up building without any prior explanation. Um, can I ask you my questions? Um, sure. Good, awesome. And, by the looks of it, you have a friend of you who looks just like David the Lurker. Uh, <laughs> well, it's because that's my name. I, <laughs> I hide in the corner, I'm lurking, and I hear the door shut, and I get scared, and I hide in the closet. Like- and I realize it isn't a closet. It's the desk. <laughs> very small. Like, very small drawer in there. I, I knew your name online was David the Lurker, but I didn't know you literally lurked in table drawers. Uh, occasionally. Um, occasionally. It doesn't pay as well as you'd think. It doesn't pay at all, I imagine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to try. Because um, we don't have... Uh, uh, Mr. Poxy with us, but I do have understudy Poxy. Talent, that's you. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not doing this accent. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Do it, Tanner, or I will talk. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a I'm round of applause? the study of Uncle Poxy. There we go. Awesome. Right. Let me read some questions and see if we go and get some wonderful answers. Shall we? I'm so excited. Um, I'm worried. Okay. Right. First question is from... Dong. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's an interesting name. I'm not reading his surname because it's a fucking meme. Fuck that meme. (laughs) Fuck John Cena up the ass. Right. (laughs) It's John Cena! (laughs) Anyway. Don Cena asks... (laughs) He said it anyway. (laughs) Yo, man. When will we get a game where you do absolutely nothing except for bet on who will win in a fistfight between Mario and Sonic? Ah... You see, if you know the underground circuits properly, you can already do that now. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, go out, look for one. Um, next question is from... I am having the same existential, existential crisis as Gamma. He asks... Dear Uncle Everyone who's listening in this room... Um, what would happen if Batman decided to have an all-out battle to the death 
With Twilight Sparkle during a full moon, a Sonic is becoming a werehog in the middle of Donnie's house after running past three gophers, a squirrel, and that weird guy down the street who likes to dress as Big the Cat, who used to be an astronaut but was fired after eating all of Kanye's Cheetos. This is really easy. What it is, is Donnie takes a picture of everyone and instills himself into another thousand fan bases. <laughs> this is Kevin Pender's um, storyline for his next arc. <laughs> You're not supposed to spoil the Laris to Chronicles book four. <laughs> um, well, I think it depends on how long Batman has to prepare. Because if he's given ample time, he'll win. But if he's just thrown into it unexpectedly, uh, well. But here's the question: Is Sonic a Doombot? Sorry, I didn't understand that because you didn't sound like Uncle Poxy. All so. right, here's the question. <laughs> Is Sonic a Doombot? I feel so patronized right now. <laughs> right, next question. From Mathan. Mathan. Don't know. I, he, he, we had a question with him previously. I Mathen. mispronounced his name. Um, hello again, Poxy. I'm quite, su- I, I'm quite surprised you guys said my name pretty well, at least my first name. I applaud your efforts. But as per usual, let's cut to the chase. My question is... And this is a one to everyone here. Do you think Aaron Weber is doing a good job handling the Sonic social media accounts? And is there any way he could improve on Godspeed's fellow Sonic comrades? I have so many opinions on this, but I will take it to you guys first. What do um, we think of Aaron Weber's Well, Twitter I literally efforts? had a conversation with uh, non-basement dweller Mr. Sonic Yoda about this the other day. Um, as a serious answer, yes, I think he's doing a very good job. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I do know. The answer is yes. He is doing a good job. Could he do it better? Probably by being continuously active, but he's doing a good job. He's got interest. He's got mainstream interest, and it's building towards the brand. So, yes. Interesting. David? Um... Well, I mean, Aaron Weber is a very adorable human being, even though he, I mean, I don't know exactly how old he is, but I just see him as like a 12-year-old forever. And like, he's just, he's got a very youthful quality to him that ex- exceeds both space and time. And uh, I I would say that I, I think he is doing a good job. I mean, he's Aaron Weber. I you just want to you just want to pinch his cheek and 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 say Aaron, you you're a Weber. He's a he's a Ruby Eclipse. I don't Aaron, know what that means. Aaron, you're a Weber. You're a Weber. <laughs> you're a Weber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. I, I wow. I don't know if he could really. Maybe if Sega wasn't watching him, he could do whatever he wanted, and that might be better. Or it's it could fine. be a it's fine. fantastic so, catastrophe. But... It's fine because Aaron is a Weber. Yeah. <laughs> that is now the Sonic name Joseph of theme. the episode. Now, Uncle Poxy, <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you think, Uncle Poxy? Well, he makes me laugh, laugh? and that's good enough for me. <laughs> Very good. Um, my opinion, um, Tom, we didn't ask you. Um, my opinion <laughs> is the opposite of everyone here um <laughs> sonic social media should not just be lol memes it's 
Ugh, I hate it so much. Why would you have an argument of IGN and go, look at you, you rate our games bad, lol. Aren't we shit? That's not what your brand should be. There is a key difference between acknowledging your flaws with a light-hearted <laughs> smile and basically being the bullied child at school who likes to get beaten up so he can hang out with his bullies. One would argue <laughs> that the way social media works these days, that if he wasn't so outlandish with his responses and everything he was doing, it wouldn't explode as well as it was. If he was just grade A typical community manager, then... The time to subscribe is now. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe to Aaron, because he's a webber. But he's a webber. <laughs> Basically, we're going to move on. But everyone <laughs> thinks he's doing... Aww. Everyone hit fit here thinks he's doing a, a, a pretty good job. I'm just Except a bit you. like... Um, I'm indifferent. Okay, and maybe I would be more comfortable in his self-degrading if they had a good product, which has nothing to do with Aaron. It's, he has no control over the output of the company, um, really. Um, if Aaron Weber wants to collab or feature us in anything, then I love you. Um, <laughs> I will have your gaybies. Um, gaybies. They're gay babies. Right, Christopher Walken down the back, Ellie's asks, and this goes out to... <laughs> Are you going to do it in the accent? Listen. Well. Um, and this question goes to everyone, but Tanner... F- uh, no. Un- no. Tanner and then Uncle Poxy first. Oh. Okay. Can you do an impression of Christopher Walking stuffing all the Kess Emeralds in his mouth? Oh, wow. Oh, ow. Ow, uh, my jaw. Ow, frick. Okay. Ow. What's up, bro? Okay. Ow! What? what are you doing? Hannah, stop fisting yourself. I, said... I know, I was putting my hands in my mouth to do the voice, and I unhinged I... my jaw. I... I said do an impression, not fist yourself. What are you doing? <laughs> that reminds right. me of Sonic fanfic I once read. So, so me and Tanner. <laughs> What you've done is do a noise of someone dislocating their jaw, but fail to do the Christopher Walken part. Hey, I'm Christopher Walken. With all the chaos emeralds in the world. That's right, Christopher Walken. Chaos emeralds. Walken. And <laughs> um, moving on to Tom. <laughs> okay. And um, Pete? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and David? Oh, um, okay, let's see. I'm not always the best <sighs> at impressions. Uh, hold on. No, hold on, wait. We'll wait. So, Christopher, wait, how does he do that? Hello? Christopher Walken! No, that's not him at all. Hello? No, you s- I put these Chaos Emeralds in my ass, and now I'm going to take them out and clean them in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, that's about all I got. 
That was terrible. <laughs> yes, it was. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, my Tails impression doesn't even sound like Tails, so... Don't worry, you can sound like Tanner with two fists in your mouth. Okay. Like, um, like... So, we are now going to leave the Uncle Poxy closed down studios. Um, it's a shame to leave this lovely building. We've had so many fun times, but I guess all good things come to an end. However, you guys... We may be ringing a new helpline in the future. If you want to send a message to that helpline, which will be manned by Uncle Poxy and a variety of other assistants, um, you can ring our Sega Fanboy advice line. Um, all you need to do is go to the sonicshow.org forward slash the opinion zone and click on Uncle Poxy. Just click that link and submit your disgusting fan questions. And we will answer them if we can read them out on air. Right. Thank you so much, people. I will let you go back in your drawer, and you can cower back under your desk. And um, um, bye, bye, Uncle Poxy. Wherever you are, maybe. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness, Allah is over. Thank goodness. Right. We come to the end of today's episode, um, which is such a shame. Is it? <clears throat> I don't know. Um. Thank you all. Thank you ever so much. Firstly, I must say thank you to Pete. Thank you for jumping in um, at the nice. last moment and being a delight as always. Um, where can people find you on the social media landscape? Uh, at Titans Creed, at Gaming Phoenix, youtube.com slash Project Phoenix. All the good places to go. Good Watch, places. comment, like, subscribe. Yes, the time to subscribe is now Tanner. Hi. Thank you for being a stand-in Canadian and dislocating your jaw by double-fisting yourself. I didn't know you were into that. Um, so, you see, there's a lot you don't know about me, Jamie. There's, there's Jamie, a lot. If you were, if you read the book that Tanner's currently printing now about the fanfic between me and him, you'd find out a lot of things. Okay. Um, some things listeners don't need to know. Um, Tanner. <laughs> Hi. People can find you on the yes. Sonic Show, but if they want to find you personally and talk about fisting, where should they find you? <laughs> well, there's a lot of fisting talk on my Twitter, which is at Tanner L. Peer. Uh, you can also find me talking about fisting nigh daily, in fact, twice daily, on my channel, Goodbye18000. And uh, other than that, don't get in contact with me on anything else, because that's private, and I don't want to talk to you creeps. I mean, what? Um, oh. And... David, thank you ever so much. It has been a pleasure to have you on the show. Hopefully one day we'll have you on again. I hope this has not tortured your mind too much, oh. sir. Um, no, it was uh, more fun than I thought. No, I, oh. I, I enjoyed it. I'll come uh, back. He wasn't I'll come back for anything. Yay. Come back uh, when I'm host again. No, no <laughs> not happening ever again. We've had this discussion. Um, David, if people want to see your work or find out more about what you do, where should they go? Plug your um, Okay, well, I, I do have a Twitter. It's at DTLurker, L-U-R-K-E-R. Um, I don't use it all that often, uh, but if I'm doing terrible things about Archie Comics, I'll take pictures and post them on there. Uh, I do write on the front page of sonicretro.org. It's been a little while since I've written anything really long on there. Um, probably the Sonic Dreams collection thing was the last big piece that i wrote on the front page so if you haven't read that read that and uh you know if you weren't too scarred about uh ken pender's discussion earlier there's the 16 part mobius 25 years later review i wrote 
it's only 50,000 words. That's like, that's a thesis paper for someone getting a doctorate. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, I don't know. I I might do a podcast uh, somewhere at some point. But I think that's it. Retro, (laughs) Twitter, and uh, yeah. And Tom can always be found in the depths of hell. So. (laughs) Yeah. No one ever wants to look for me. (laughs) Oh. So. That's why I work here. As we do at the end of every episode. Ooh, first we must discuss what we have learnt. We have learnt today that no one really understands what Kern Penders is doing. We have learnt that Donny, regardless of his who he sounds like still loses at contests and is terrible at guessing names spelt backwards and we have also learnt that you should never put two fists in your mouth and try to talk unless you're Tanner unless you're Tanner in which case that's all you should do ever Um, as we do at the end of every episode it's time to say goodbye in a special way and because Tanner did such a good job of channeling Uncle Poxy via the East End of London. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no. Can you all say goodbye in your best Cockney accents? How am I supposed to do Cockney? I'm from Essex, as it is. Then I go to Sam Posh. Alright. Guys, you start. I think I'm not should. starting. Tanner. Why, oi, oi, oi. You've been lurching the Sonic show, you have. I say he's Scottish. <laughs> Tom? <laughs> right, mate. It's end of show now. Um, See you later. Tanner? Cheeky Nando's and all that bruv. Bye, fans. Bye. Tanner, go fist yourself. And David... <laughs> What am I supposed to do after that? <laughs> you can always double fish yourself. Oh, right. Well, I've got... Remember, one in each Oi! Oi, governor! Oi! Bye. I don't... <laughs> it's like an episode of Captain Birdseye. And I don't... <laughs> And I don't have to do it because it's my show. We will see you guys next. Le- uh, see you guys next week, every Tuesday. No, so we record. I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's been. I'm not kidding. It's on the internet. A lot of it. It's been. It's been a meme for ages. Huh. It was <laughs> because he's double fisted himself because and tried to Tanner, be cocky. No, it's, because it's other, other than YouTube, Tumblr. yeah, Tanner exists solely on Twitter and Tumblr and YouTube. He's a those troll. Are the three, those are the three places he exists. He's a Canadian troll. I am so lost right now. Hasn't come the way of America. <laughs> Is it? Wow. There's a, they, they do have a few Nandos over there. <clears throat> oh. Let's see. According to Urban Dictionary, cheeky Nandos is a term used by fuckboys over social media in order to facilitate their need for attention by adding the epithet cheeky to the restaurant chain Nandos, uh, usually followed by with the lads, a.k.a. a group of tool equal to or greater than the original tool posting the uh, update. Tana, you're a fuckboy. <laughs> You are the biggest of the fuck boys. The the quote is anyone that says their Nando's is cheeky deserves a peasant's death. 